Okay. We're all unmuted now. Hey. Oh, wait. Wait. There we go. Yay. Uh, well, so glad to be with all of you. Let's join with a prayer. And Barbara, if you could self-mute, that would be great. Oh, all righty. Oh, let's see here. Self-mute. All right. Ah, taking that breath of love and gratitude, so grateful, so thankful to open ourselves to an unlimited, unprecedented flow of love. Ah, partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, remembering our true identity is the I am that I am. This is the true identity of everyone in our life, everyone that we meet our loved ones, our clients, every single being on the planet. We're grateful and thankful to hold a space for all beings to be themselves. We're grateful and thankful to open ourselves to more clarity, more harmony, more peace, more joy, more of our authentic self. In grace and in gratitude, we dedicate our conversation to the healing of our own minds and holding that space for others. In grace and gratitude, we allow our own healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for your willingness to change times. It seems like it's Worked out for just about everyone. I think Jesse's going to join us, but we've got Amina, Barbara, and Rainbow. And uh, this is your time to ask me any questions that you might have or share. So you're all unmuted and you're welcome to ask a question or share anything you like. Hi, this is Rainbow. Hey, Rainbow. Um, I just want to start by saying that I'm in the car and would love some prayers for Heather's having really bad back pain, and um, I'm meaning to drive. She's Her work schedule is that she picks up kids after school, and so I'm driving for her to do that. Anyway, all this just is kind of happening in the moment. So I'm just letting you know what's going on with me, so I'm mostly just going to be listening here. Um, but would love some prayers for her because I, I, it just started happening last night. We think what it is is like the baby's pushing on the sciatic nerve and it's causing a lot of pain in her back and around that area. Uh-huh. Um, and when she started to drive today, that flared it up again. So that's what's happening yeah. to me right in this moment. So just kind of wanted to present to that uh, to the call. Um, and then the only other thing that I would love um, to bring up as well is I um, – I would just love for you to share a little bit about um, how I'm going to be hosting the community call and just a little bit more of what that looks like and what um, anything specific I need to know um, about doing that. That was my other question. And I'm going to mute my Yeah. Okay, Thank you. great. Well, um, we I didn't have enough coverage for all the community calls. And so I figured better not to start something that couldn't go for every week. 
Uh, I'm going to take a look at that now that I'm back in Hawaii and see what coverage there could be for the, um, maybe even the rest of the year for the Finding Freedom people. Um, Because I know it would be so supportive of them. We have so many great people in Finding Freedom and it's having you folks Facilitate those community calls is a great way for them to become introduced to you if you're interested in having more counseling clients. It's a way for them to get to know you a little bit, to hear your voice, and I I would love to be able to start that program. But unless we can get coverage for every week, then I just feel it's not, I can't start it to be too confusing for people. So I'll take a look at um, those who did say they would be available and see if we can get coverage towards the to the end of the year. And uh, and then I, I would give you facilitator guidelines. And as you know from listening to the community calls with Masterful Living, it's uh, really about holding the space more than anything else. And then there's some technical aspects to it, which we can easily train you in. So, yeah. And yes, can definitely hold and make prayers for Heather. And I'll just say that some of my back stuff that I had this year was all, uh, about the sciatic uh, nerve as well. And um, some things that really helped me, obviously, if the baby is pushing on it, that's one thing. But something that can really help, too, is uh, acupuncture and um I know my acupuncturist works with a lot of pregnant ladies, so there you go. Um, but she's in Kauai. <laughs> but, uh, Thank you. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. She's really Thanks. helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else like to say hi or ask a question about anything? This is Amina. Hey, Amina. And uh, hi, everybody. Um, Jennifer was so great to be with you this past weekend, and yeah, uh, the Masterful Living Gathering was so beautiful and so powerful, and yeah, the ordinary, ordination ceremony was just extraordinary. It felt like something really happened that day. <laughs> You know, like, um, it was really quite profound. Um, so, Rainbow, I don't know if you know, um, but we did, um, through Inspire, we ordained Jennifer and Jesse as our co-founders and first ministers through Inspire Spiritual Community on Sunday. And, um, yeah, it was it was just amazing. And I just, I can't say enough how blessed and grateful I feel for the two of you starting this community and your service to it. And I still just, my mind is blown that I was able to help lead that ceremony just to help ordain my teachers. It just means everything to me, and I'm so grateful. You did a beautiful Um, job. Thank you. Thank you. It was Quite an extraordinary service. 
Mm-hmm. And um, you know what I noticed in um, talking to people on Saturday and people that I spoke with on Sunday after the service, it feels like we're really all called to step more into what we're here to do. And we're all making a deeper commitment. And, you know, sometimes it feels challenging to do that. And we, I, you know, have resistance and I assume other people do by by what they say. You know, we kind of wrestle with it. But ultimately, it can't be stopped. And I think we're all supporting each other so deeply in nudging each other and encouraging each other and sparking things to help us see that it is time to stand in our commitment and to really shine and do what we're here to do and support people and love ourselves and evolve. And um, I just, I love it when I see it all around me. And, you know, I say something to someone and they say, oh, that's just what I needed to hear to remind me that I need to continue this commitment. And I hear what I need to hear. And um, it's a beautiful and profound moment, I think, to be in. But it's also quite terrifying. Um, And I said something to you, Jennifer, on Saturday that it felt like it's such a a pattern and habit of humility and self-deprecation that's just not useful anymore. And, you know, what I remember saying was, you know, I want to step into, I feel like I'm stepping into what I'm supposed to be doing, whatever that is. And it's like, you know what? I know what that is. I don't know what it looks like in form, but I do know what that is. And I'm just going to allow that and I'm going to stop playing small or acting like I don't know or that I can't or that, you know, and, and not not at all being um, conceited or arrogant, but just being confident in knowing the truth of what I'm here for and what matters to me. Yeah. So I really want to drop that. I I fully intend to drop that that habit. It's a habit. And I don't need to keep doing it. Thank you. Yes. This is Rainbow again. Um, I mean, I thank you for that share, and I totally resonate with that again. I feel like it's like I'm really moving past those old patterns of playing small, and Jennifer, I was able to listen to some of that um, recent class that you did, the Playing Small, Stop Playing Small Summit, and really, really enjoyed and benefited from that as well. Um, and I've had the opportunity to speak a couple of times on Sundays at Bodhi and just have received tremendous feedback from people so, you know, inspired and touched um, by what I had to share and it really felt like just to 
surrendering and being of service to, you know, like my intention is as I'm preparing it and I'm, I go on long walks. We live by the lake now and go on long walks and just saying like, okay, what is it that, that I, um, you know, what is it for me to share that the people could really benefit from um, that will be there on Sunday? And then also being really intentional of, of calling forth anyone that could benefit from um, what I have to share that morning to to be there. And it's, it's just been an incredible opportunity to really um, step into my power more as well and not just, like, doing that old game of playing small. So that's been great, as well as um, – the last time we talked, I um, shared my intention of wanting to do more spiritual counseling and how it's kind of been on the back burner as I started work, working full-time at Bodhi and was just like felt like I was really busy with that kind of stuff, but consciously creating the time um, to, you know, make that a priority again because I definitely benefited from it personally so much as well when I um, do those sessions. And so since we've talked and I've said that, it's, you know, totally um, – manifested in my experience as well. I've had a couple people reach out to me. I think one from Ask for a Living, one from Fire and Freedom, um, a couple people from Bodhi, and then as well as a few um, clients that I've been working with over the past year or two reach out again recently. Um, and just one experience I'll share that I think is really neat is there's a whole family that I'm working with, but each individual, so like two sisters and their mom, um, and their family friends, like I knew them from growing up in the um, the Atlanta Church of Religious Science, as it was called when I was younger, and um, our moms are friends, and then the two sisters are like a year older and a year younger than me, and so we've reconnected through this spiritual work, and it's been really amazing, and then just to hear from them as well, you know, the benefit that it's had on their whole family as they're all now kind of plugged in and engaged again. And um, one of my friends is now, still lives in Atlanta, and is now going to the spiritual center there. And I kind of, I was like, yeah, this is the same one that, like, we grew up in, but it's moved, it has a new minister, it has a new name and all that, but she has a family of her own now, is really kind of looking for spiritual community. So, She's totally engaged there again, which seems is kind of like a fun homecoming, um, uh, as well as just kind of getting to experience that, or yeah, working with them individually and knowing that the benefit that has for the whole family has been really, really amazing. So, just wanted to share on that as well. Beautiful. Yes. Expansion is happening. Yeah, you know, one of the aspects of spiritual awakening and expansion is we have to let go of belief in limitation, belief in not enough, belief in lack, and we have to start believing in or we get to we get to begin to really taste what it feels like to live in a space of unlimitation no limits and we give up these false patterns and uh, a false humility self-deprecation limitation it all 
really begins to fall away because there's just no way we can live the answer prayer without stepping into expansion, clarity, and what is truly unprecedented. And it shows up differently for everyone. But it feels it feels like coming home to yourself. And it's such a gift to just love yourself where you are and that's the gift that you can share with others. And uh, for everyone, it, it is a, a journey. It's a process. And we have to oftentimes confront false patterns and beliefs. And I know for me, the uh, I have been profoundly grateful over the years for the people who modeled that journey for me at Agape and Venerable. And you will I've, I now get to model it for others who will, like you are, model it for others. And so on and so on. And just keeping it real and being authentic to me is the way to do it. That's the most healing thing. That's what I hear you both saying. Mm-hmm. Hi. Can you hear me? Hey. Hey, Barbara. Oh, hi. Um, mm. All of that sounds familiar. Uh, I, just in recent weeks, I've just been moving, something's been moving through me. And, uh, it's, you know, it's been scary. Uh, but I feel too that it is uh calling for expansion. And um what I'd like to say is that um probably after the first of the year, uh I I would be willing to help out with finding freedom, the um the call the community call or whatever. I'll be willing to do that. Right. Because I'm I'm ready to step out of this space. And I feel like that would be one way of uh, moving in that direction. So. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to well, do that. Well, Amina, Amina can tell you a lot about that because mm-hmm. she did that with the facilitating masculine living call. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Uh huh. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, Jennifer, it really thanks. is that thing. Uh-huh. It really is that thing of God doesn't call the qualifies. You know, <laughs> all are cho- chosen, and God will qualify you if you say yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, Amina. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to remind you, Barbara, of um, what was shared on Saturday, how supportive you've been to people by your sharing in Facebook and in the community calls that you didn't even know. Oh. How beneficial what you had to share was to the people listening. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Uh Mm. Yeah. 
you know, Saturday was really wonderful. And uh, it would be so nice if we could maybe meet every quarter or something like that with, uh, you know, the um, this group in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love that. Let's do it. Yep, do we it. can certainly arrange that. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah. There are a lot more people in the L.A. area from Masterful Living, and perhaps if you had it once a month, it could be more consistent. But um, just a thought, and we'll explore it together. Mm-hmm. Or even once every three months, or, you know, whatever people would like, either one. Right. Yeah, that would be, yeah. How many people are there over here, roughly? I just don't even know. Oh, my God. A lot. <laughs> I, not really yeah, a lot. I mean, well, it might be 50. Wow, Maybe that's 50. pretty, that's a, that's a sizable number. Yeah, wow. well, we're getting, we're getting ready to start year, the seventh year of Masterful Living. Mm. Wow, Jennifer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You know, um, what I find, uh, well, I guess I've known this all along, uh, but in terms of the uh, counseling, um, a component that I like, uh, I don't know, well, I'll just put it out there anyway, um, is like working with people in small groups. I don't know how you would do that, you know, with, um... Well, one of the things, Barbara... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm just... I'm listening. Yeah, one of the things, Barbara, is to... That you you can do, if you like, and Mm -hmm. uh, you might even... um, team up with Jesse or Amina to do this, and mm-hmm. it's a Rainbow and I have talked about this, and we've, we've all talked about it a little bit, and that mm-hmm. is to, you could have a Finding Freedom local group. So mm-hmm. um, you as a facilitator would be hosting it, mm-hmm. and uh, that it would be a chance for people to uh, work in person with you and mm-hmm. with others. And I've done that before. I did that with Project Service LA when we first started because oh. that, yeah, that was one of the classes I was teaching. And Amina, were you in one of those groups? 
Uh, yeah, I came to a couple of Finding Freedom groups, yes. Yeah, so I, I did that uh, with Product Service LA people um, and specifically so that to help strengthen the community. And um, it's a great way. And in those, I was still doing the online, on-the-phone classes, but we would just get together every week for seven weeks and discuss the things in person and the personal application. So you could certainly do that, any of you. I would support you in promoting that. And um, as you know, you can enroll people in Finding Freedom and Mm -hmm. we'll split that um, income. And then you could also do it as a package and say, you know, if you enroll in Finding Freedom, I'll give you these in-person meetings. How, you know, when you can structure that in a way that works for you and you could say, and in addition, you know, for some extra amount or however you want to work it out, we could certainly brainstorm about it that -hmm. people would also have individual sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that sounds fun. <laughs> it is and also, fun. Yeah, and also uh, just, you know, even just um, maybe one aspect of it and, you know, like you, like and make a workshop out of it. Yeah, Taking an for aspect. sure. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be nice. Yes. Yeah, anyway. you can definitely do that. That's what I've done with my Finding yeah. previous calls for years. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mm-hmm. do with. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Well, maybe if Amina and Jesse uh, want to discuss it, sometimes maybe we could get together and discuss it. Yep. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about it. I'm happy to support that. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, another thing I've thought about, um, and that is taking... Like an issue, maybe it could be around prayer or around money. People, I don't have enough money, uh, not enoughness, and all that. And working with even a client or a small group or whatever around an issue like that, I don't know how it would work. But an issue like that, until we get it, until we get it, you know. Mhm. Does that make? Does that make? Yeah. Say a little more. Give give some more example. Well, well, let's see. Um, okay, a group of people who don't have, they don't have, we don't have money. And everybody, we're all here because we want to know how we can attract more money. 
um, that or, you know, it could be any number of things, but say money. And just design a program or use what we already have uh, in looking at this issue on a deeper level. To, okay, on you know, the issues around money are what um, studying what... Um, what we, what uh, uh, Course in Miracles are, whatever we, whatever tools we choose to study from, what they say, to, to really get to the core issue of what this means to say, I don't have money, and get to those issues and start replacing those beliefs, those old beliefs with new beliefs. Some some something like that. I mean I'm mm-hmm. just off the top of my head right now. Just you know. Yeah, well draw Do you need people in. Uh huh. Go ahead. Do you need more information or does is that enough to kind of give you an idea? Yeah, well people are often drawn to a particular topic such as uh finances or relationships or yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling the body. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sure. And then, you know, with the goal of everybody leaving this group with a much better grasp on what that means or how they can uh replace those old beliefs or having replaced those old beliefs with the truth of the situation. Yeah. Or with the truth in their lives. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, picking so a um, topic is a way to appeal to uh to people. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, once uh it's been oh quite a few years ago before I was even considering uh, religious science, uh, I went to this workshop, and this woman, I didn't really understand what was going on because I didn't know, I wasn't familiar with uh, religious science. I didn't know the principles uh, or the philosophy. Uh, But we studied uh, John Randolph Price's The Little Mm -hmm. Abundance Book, and every Mm -hmm. week met around one of those concepts, and we wrote something during the week. First of all, we um, everybody had an intention, made an intention in the beginning of the class. And um, so each week we went through one of those um, those those topics that you know are discussed in in his uh, in his book, and at the end of the uh, the class, everybody had achieved something of what they wanted, some part of it, or it was on the way, or something like that. They you know made a they decided that you know okay this is I'm taking this class because this is a change that I'd like to see in my life in terms of my finances. And uh, so, and everybody, I was surprised. I mean, I'd never experienced anything like that before. What so, was it that really appealed to you? Uh, 
I think the fact that um okay, here's something here's something that uh I can use or I may be able to use to make a change in my life that I haven't seen before or I haven't found any other thing that would make help me make this change. So, you know, I prom- they promised me that I could that I should be able to make a change. Or something would mm-hmm. change in my life if life if I practice this, or if mm-hmm. I participate in this practice. Mhm. Well, that's certainly what happens with people when they practice the things that are offered in Finding Freedom. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mhm. And you could certainly offer a group that is focused around a particular topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only thing I would say to you is this. I would invite you to make it part of your offering to let people know that if you're doing your spiritual practice to become abundant, if you're doing your spiritual practice to heal your body, if you're doing your spiritual practice to heal your relationships, then your motivation is of the ego and you think that having the healing in that area of the life, your life is going to make you happy. And I've seen many people heal that area of their life only to have some other part of their life erupt into disorder or to not be able to hold on to the results that they had because what they're really doing is they're further affirming the false idol of the finances or the relationship or the body. And so what I have found and what I teach is to relinquish the false idols and to be motivated to do your spiritual practice so you can be free, so you can be your true self, so you can know yourself as God, so you can be a beneficial presence in this world. And then naturally, there will be healing in your mind, your body, your spirit. There will be healing in your finances, your relationships, your career. So you could invite people in with this, you know, literally attracting them in via the ego and then flip them. But you, you'd you have to flip them because otherwise you're just affirming <clears throat> their ego desires are worthy of their attention. Does that make sense? Maybe I lost you. It, it does to me, Jennifer. Thank you for saying it that way. Yeah, I gotta say, I've learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? I'm willing to learn by joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well maybe we lost Barbara. No, I was I was muted. Uh, yeah, you know I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back too and look at that little book and see what's in there. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I, I used to carry that book around and I slept with it under my pillow and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I never felt moved to read it. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I never thought mm-hmm. about it, but I just never felt moved to read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it at all. I'm just saying that yeah. I, I can't really comment on it because I never read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... Mm-hmm. And you know, um, you all may know the book by Christian Larson, um, Pathway of Roses. I haven't read it, but I know what you're talking. I know the book. Yeah, that's I've a heard you refer to book. it in quotes from it. Read it a lot at the Gopi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's such a beautiful book. Really? And um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I'm thinking about having us study that in in year two next year. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe even uh, the end of this year. And um, reading Pathway of Roses, I just had such an aha one time. I was sitting there reading it. I was in a very contemplative state. And I just absolutely got this transmission that was, you are entitled to a Niagara Falls of Abundance. Mm -hmm. That is your inheritance. And please accept your inheritance. Yeah. So that's why I work very generally. Let's just release all the false beliefs, all the belief systems, and know the truth that sets us free in every area of our life. But again, there I do topics all the time, as you know, because people are drawn to a topic. But the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. Do we have a meeting next month? Yeah. We do. I can tell you the date. 
It's December 8th. Jennifer, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that's been really up for me um, lately, and particularly today, is how to love what is, or how to, as the course says, let all things be exactly as they are, and yet still want something more for yourself, to want to be able to You know what I mean? Yes. Would you like to give a specific example where you're feeling that, or something? The the two the two examples. Um, well, I guess there's a few, but the examples that are are up for me right now is um, you know, wanting to be in a romantic relationship with someone that I'm not. And mm-hmm. um, and work and just letting it all go and just, you know, letting, just going with the flow and not, you know, like about an hour ago, I got an email from our interim director who said um, that her boss said, for us to hold off on programming for anything new in summer and spring that isn't already in place because we're going to have a new program director soon. And But it was just like in an email and it felt so dismissive and so abrupt and, you know, and it's like, what do you want from me? Like, I'm trying to keep this, we're all trying to keep this thing going and then you now you're saying, oh, well, we're going to have somebody soon and they need to be involved, so just just stop what you're doing. And it's like I, I get that in principle, but, like, the way it, it came down, it just felt yucky. And I realized, well, yeah, I'm judging it. Um, I, don't, I just I don't know how uh, – and I don't know how to be effective. Like, I want to be unattached, but I have to care enough be motivated to do a good job, and I feel like I'm bouncing between that all the time. Mm-hmm. And often I feel very unmotivated. And I mean, when I got that email, I was just like, I just want to just go on vacation for the rest for a couple weeks because, you know, what do you want from me? You know. Uh... Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's a a few things in there. So one is, what do you think the intention was of the person who wrote that email? Well, she was passing on, you know, word from our boss, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's very literal, and she pretty much does whatever our boss says. 
as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, the person who was in the role before, you know, he had a different way of kind of dealing with and um, transmitting information from her. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, so one is she's passing on what she heard probably as soon as she heard it. Um, right. Two, um, you know, I, I understand you know, the inclination, and I agree that the new person needs to be involved in what we're doing. I think there's just, there's a, I think there's a better way of sharing that. And then, then of course, it's on me to how I decide to interpret it. Yeah, and to me, what's helpful is to look at what was the intention of the person What was their intention? And this goes with any kind of action or communication. What was their intention? So not judging, not interpreting, but trying to actually go to what their intention was. Was their intention to be divisive or disrespectful? And what I heard you say, not directly, but your sense is the person was just trying to convey the information as quickly as possible. Yeah, because we are in the throes of programming all the time. And, you know, we just had a staff meeting yesterday that was, you know, a lot of it was about new ideas and, you know, things that we want to do. So I get that she wants us to know right away so we can kind of not move forward with confirming things that haven't been confirmed. But it Mm -hmm. also just feels so abrupt because... And we have a lot of things going on. And we're and what, behind schedule on things. Okay. And what's what's unpleasant about abruptness? What bothers Sorry? you about it? What bothers you about the abruptness? Because hmm. let me just say, if she walked into your office and she said, Amina, we're going to go on a scouting mission through Europe. We're going to leave tomorrow. Have you got a passport? (laughs) All expenses paid. We're going to go through all the major cities in Europe, and we're going to be gone for two months. You're going to miss Christmas with your family, all of that. Would you be like, this is too abrupt. I can't stand it. Or would you be like, (laughs) all expenses paid through Europe. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably be interested. I I might have some feelings about like, oh my gosh, ah, but yeah, it, I I understand your point. It's yeah. Would you be complaining it's, to it's her about her abrupt? No, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it just feels like hmm. It kind of feels like. There's not a lot of care and consideration, and you know, there's. It feels like there's somebody standing above us, and she's literally, you know, on the third floor, and we're on the second floor. It feels like there's somebody standing above us who's not really involved in what we're doing, and who's not really privy to our process, and who doesn't, and who just kind of makes proclamations. And, and so what's their intention? Like, I think their intention is to 
not have us go too far down a road knowing that somebody else is going to be coming in soon. That, you know, they're being hired to, to shape this, this program. And so I think they want us, she wants to scare us from getting into something that we might not be able to finish or that we might want to move in a different direction from. Yeah, but is her intention to disrespect you and make you feel small? I hope not. Yeah. But, you know, she's somebody who has that effect. Yeah. But if it's not her intention, if it's that her skills aren't there. Yeah. Why take it personally if it bothers you? Yeah. And really, what is this is the question to ask yourself. What is the advantage of taking it personally? Because ego thinks there is. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's just a distraction. Mhm. It's just another way to attack myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so when these things happen, it's bringing the pattern to your attention so you can eliminate it. And it's just not about her. It's about you manifesting what you need to make yourself available for the healing. Yeah, um, it's interesting though because I think you know my my team and I all had the same reaction. You know, we all felt like the same when we saw yeah. that email, and then you know, <laughs> so then we go, yeah, it's it's just interesting to have you know that shared experience. Yeah. So I mean, in a way. I know that that's kind of how she reads, but at the same time, right. it is up to us how we interpret it. And, and you know, so when you're with like-minded people, you're in a culture. What's that? Yeah. It's an opportunity for you to take a leadership role and demonstrate how not to take it personally, how to look at what is the intention of this person, and how can you help the whole team by not taking it personally? How can you be truly helpful? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you you know, this is a a recurring attachment that keeps coming up for you because you're really intent on healing it and the um the way it's showing up is it generates a lot of intensity for you, so it's the perfect thing for you to work with your mind. Yeah. 
You know, I can also tell you, Amina, that people uh, on my staff sometimes accuse me of this same kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, really? You can't feel that I really care about you? And they're like, well, you were so direct and so abrupt. And I'm like, oh, gosh. See, I like that directness. I find that helpful. I I actually think of it as loving. Like, I love you enough to just get to the chase, put to the chase. And Danny will sometimes, you know, I'll be talking with her and telling her about some communication I had with somebody else on the team, and she'll be like, wow, did you just say that like that? And I say, yeah. She's like, that's direct. <laughs> like, is that not a good thing? And she's like, well, not everybody likes it being that direct. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> and then I think, well, can't they feel how much I love them? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe not at this moment. <laughs> and I just think, you know, wow, okay, I never would have interpreted it that way. Thanks, Danny. I never would have seen it that way. Just saying. Yeah, because we all have our own way of perceiving. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. And it's that thing, Amina, of really being truly helpful. And so I don't know if you would feel comfortable saying to this woman, I know you didn't intend this, but it all kind of felt like a shock to us. And I just think it would be supportive of the team if there could be some, you know, this step or that step. I think it would really help everybody just to feel um, more uh, on board with this and more comfortable and to see how they work with this. Can we have a meeting to talk about some of those things? I don't know. To me, as a leader, when people can come to me in that way, I'm like, oh, thank you. I would never have thought that. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I thought of you know, saying something to the the middle person who's our, our direct interim supervisor because the way she sent it in the email too, it's like then we started responding and I was like, okay, we'll cancel this meeting and do that. And then, then she writes back, oh, well, we shouldn't cancel that meeting. We should keep, and I'm just like, okay, now we have a mess because you sent an email that we need to respond to, but there's no conversation. So, um, yeah, I don't really know how I want to address that, but I, I do think I would say to her that, you know, I think we benefit from a, a group conversation so we can all understand, you know, what our next step should be. And, you know, knowing that the, the big boss isn't going to change and it's not really, a, I don't think it's really about her. I think it's about the way the interim person handled the communication with us. Mm-hmm. Even though I have some feelings about, you know, the proclamation itself, but, you know, that's a different, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I just looked at the clock, and I hope that was helpful to you, Amina. I um, need was, to pray and go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and be grateful and thankful that we can surrender our opinions, our judgments, and release them now and forever. We're grateful and thankful to recognize the I am that I am is leading us and guiding us in each and every moment. We're getting a direct download. What I know for Rainbow and Jesse and Amina and Barbara is that we're choosing to be truly helpful. And in grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. I love you. Bless you. I hope that wasn't abrupt, Amina. No, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Very direct, but loving. (laughs) Good. I love you. I love you, too. Bye for now. Bye for now. Okay, bye.